0: Please stand with me if you can, and if you would, and turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I thank the Lord for allowing me to be here tonight. I also thank all of my children for allowing me to be here tonight to preach God's Word. As I did last night, and, li- and nearly every night, or every day, oftentimes twice a day, many times three times a day, uh, this coming March, seven years, nearly every day. By the grace of God, it is so necessary, so important, And God is the one who put it in my heart to do it. And I give him the glory and I praise God for a magnificent time we had on Wednesday uh, night in two services. Last night in two services as well. And I thank the Lord for... Uh, the help particularly of Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle, and Daniel, Ezekiel, by the grace of God, getting up that sermon I preached last night. Very powerful. Uh, the, uh, the title of the message, Last Night and Tonight, and this is message number 22. Last night was message number 21. Wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. Wokeism is deceptionism. Now, if that's a word, I don't know, but uh, I made it up, and I have replaced the word wokeism. It's all about deception. Found in this passage, Second Timothy chapter 3. 2nd Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. That's right, we have not even really gotten off of verse 1. We're still dealing with that because God has led me to deal uh, with some things uh and add some things to this message to help bring it out for you in practical terms so that you can understand uh, that yes this wokeism is a demonic spirit but it is real in this world and it is real In the church, sad to say, it is real in your family and it is real in your life. And I believe there are people who can be possessed by it, controlled by it, brainwashed by it, and not even know it. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please grant me your energy, your strength, your grace, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to uh, preach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Gospel. And I pray, Lord, that you'll prick the hearts of people, open blinded eyes, and stop deaf ears, Save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, and bring them back to yourself. If they're out in the desert of foolishness and wokeism, uh, deceptionism, being deceived and deceiving others, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for people in my own family, people, Lord, in this audience, people, Lord, around the globe, please rebuke and bind. The devil and the demons of hell, from their hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. Save those who are lost and revive those who are saved. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, And you can just go ahead and unplug this right here. You still got it on. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the book of Matthew. In the book of Matthew. Jesus Christ brings out a very powerful point. Matthew chapter 16 verses 1 through 4. Jesus rebuked the religious leaders of his day. And I believe that all prophets of today will do the same and not be talking about giving me a thousand dollar seed offering and slapping them with some oil and casting demons in people instead of out of people because they're demon-possessed. These are fake prophets, phony prophets. True prophets are going to rebuke the religious leaders who have uh, put us in this blind, leading the blind situation, and have driven us into the ditch or drove the church into the ditch. So, Jesus was rebuking the religious leaders of his day because they did not or would not understand the meaning of their times. He called them hypocrites. You know how to discern the face of the sky. You know how to predict the weather, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. It is possible that Jesus would have the same rebuke, no doubt for some Christians, especially preachers, so-called preachers and pastors and evangelists and prophets and prophetesses today who are unaware of the last days and do not know the time. Uh, they have no clue as to what is going on. Therefore, this is the reason why I, I tell you honestly you can't go to most pastors and get some help. They need help themselves. That's just the reality. I I wish it were not. But everybody who say they're saved is not saved. Everybody who says that they are called to preach, are, they're not called to preach. And some who are saved and may be called to preach if they're not prayed up and in the word And caught up in prosperity, the prosperity gospel and all other such foolishness. They're not going to be in touch with God like that. And I've already taught you and told you most pastors do not pray. I've already given you reasons why I'm not going to deal with that tonight. Most pastors don't pray, so therefore they're not in touch with God. They don't know what... God wants them to do. They don't know what God wants them to know. So that they would do. What he wanted them to do. These are men who do not understand the times. And so therefore. They really do not have. Anything to tell you. That you can't get yourself. And that's why I'm encouraging you. uh, Parents. Mothers and fathers. Fathers are uh, at the uh, school board meeting. School board meetings are, have, are filling up all over the country. And and you're out there trying to fight homosexual books. This book is gay. In your children's library, you're trying to fight the devil, the government, and uh, Principals with blue and gray, I mean blue and and, and, and yellow and and red hair, looking like clowns. You have clowns teaching your children. You might as well put on some bozo uh, boots on their feet. And sitting at the table, just as gay as they want to be, uh... Showing you a list of books that they want your children to read Now you know who put you in that position? Your local pastors Who are woke? Your local Judas pastors who have betrayed God they have betrayed Jesus Christ. They have betrayed The church they have betrayed the family and they have betrayed the school system and they have betrayed you and they have betrayed this nation yet they want to call themselves patriots. Patriots of what? You're not a patriot of heaven. You're all riled up about politics and foolishness but Let this foolishness happen and got you church members dealing with a son who used to be a son and a boy Now he wants to be a girl. You got a daughter who used to be cute and beautiful. Now. She wants to be a boy You know who's got you in that position your local church pastors Oh, I know they're trying to shut me down and cut me off because I'm saying these things That's what they do to prophets White and black and red and yellow Christians are trying to shut me down. I have family members and friends uh, who used to be my friend. People in the community who love, they want me to shut up, they want to shut me down. By any means necessary. People who used to support me don't support me anymore. By the way, if you believe in what I'm preaching, stand with me. Be a blessing and help. We need all of the help we can get. As I have shared with you, right now we need $21,000. And just to uh, replace everything by the beginning of the year, Uh, we've had stuff for 10, 15 years. And it's all uh, fraying and, and tearing up and all kinds of weird things are happening. We're still using a computer as our camera, and I'm pretty satisfied with it. Our camera is much clearer, but you can hear me a whole lot better through the computer. I don't understand it. Go figure. But the other thing I like about the computer is... My notes are right there in front of me, instead of over someplace else. And I like that feature. And so I'm sticking with it for right now. I haven't even ordered a piece for the camera that uh, might fix the camera. I hope to do that soon. And you can be a part of that. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you are... On your own with the Lord, I cannot recommend most pa- i I can recommend two or three pastors and they are they are very busy you know why because I have recommended them over and over and over again. they can't take care of everybody. they can't take care of their, their church and your church too. all they can do is preach and you need to tune in to their preaching. But as far as them answering your phone call or answering your email, that's not, going, that's not going to happen unless they got somebody to do that. But they can't do that. See? Now, they're, they're real men of God, real pastors who love the Lord. And they fear the Lord. And they're not going to, they're nice as they can be, but they're not going to compromise the Word of God for you, for their family, for their mama, nobody. Nobody they can't it's not in them to do that. God has fixed them Christians today Christians today who are unaware of the last days and the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and May I say to you this is all real This is the real real this is going to happen and uh, You had best get ready that's what you need to be doing. If you are already saved, you need to confess and repent of your sins. Stop being woke and cut out the foolishness. Because you're going to regret it when he comes. And he can come tonight in the rapture. If you're not saved, you need to get uh, uh, stop worrying about health insurance and life insurance and be concerned about your eternal life insurance policy that has already been paid for through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for your soul's salvation, so that you will not drop off into hell and into the lake of fire. Have you seen the volcano eruptions in uh, uh, Hawaii? I believe that it is an extension of hell. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah that hell will make room for you. Because, see, God never made us to go to hell. He, He didn't make hell for us. That's why he's not willing that any should perish. But if you act like he made hell for the devil and his angels, they's got to go there. For they were the first Judases who forsook God and tried to betray God and take over heaven. Pardon me. So, I personally believe, I don't have any scientific evidence of this. I, I, I just ask you a question. Why is there molten rivers, lakes, oceans of fire in the middle of the earth? what's that about? I just ask you that I mean this is a Charlotte mass that we're on, but the hell is coming up out of the earth I believe it's making room for the people who are going to hell and there are a whole lot of folks going to hell even from the church pews that's what I personally believe Nobody else knows any more than what I know so why 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 we got rivers. And lakes of fire coming out of the earth. I believe that hell is in the center of the earth, personally. But it does not matter where hell is, you are not the one to go there. And that's what it's going to look like. What you God, God is giving you a glimpse of what it's going to look like. How else would it look? Huh? I mean, I mean, why would that be in the middle of the earth? Why is it coming out? I have given you the reasons, and nobody knows any better than me. I know some some atheist scientists can come up with something, but it's not going to mean anything if you don't believe in God. You, you, I mean, I, I, God called you a fool. I didn't call you a fool. I have never called anybody a fool. I have said people act foolishly. I have acted foolishly. My wife, who's here with me tonight, has acted foolishly, but I've never called her a fool. I can't, I can't do that, because <laughs> I don't want to be in danger of hellfire, because that's what Jesus talked about. You call somebody a fool, you're going to be in danger of hellfire. But I I, I guess I can say the scientist who would say something different than what I said, he doesn't even believe in God, he's he's certainly not wise, he's not smart either, I can say that, I don't even want to say dumb, he's dumb, because that may be in God's sight too close to fool. Now that's a fact I, I feel the Lord On stuff like that Some of you people Can read that stuff And y'all still Call folks a fool And so my dear friends Hell is real If you have never Truly believed In the Lord Jesus Christ I would encourage you To believe in him For Jesus Christ said, the most important words in the history of the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved in light of the burning hell. Whether that's hell or not, whether that's an extension of hell or not is certainly a picture of hell. And as I've always said, it doesn't matter where hell is. Some people believe that hell is a planet. They found a planet that's just burning up, it has lakes and rivers and oceans of fire, is made up of fire. Molten fire. Okay, I don't care if it's on that planet. I don't care if it's in the center of the earth. I don't care where it is. I don't want to go there. And you should not want to go there. And you are not to love a sin so much to go there. Evil and sin is very powerful. This is why Jesus Christ taught us to pray. Deliver us from evil. Because evil will. Destroy your life on this earth and then destroy you forever in hell. I'm not finished preaching, but God allowed me to come to this spot, and so I'm going to give you an opportunity to get saved from the burning hell. Because that's where you're going if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because you are a sinner. I am a sinner. I'm preaching the gospel, and I'm a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even the pastor of the largest church in America, they say, is the largest church in America. Dr. Ed Young said preachers lie so much that nobody knows who, who has the largest church. That's Dr. Ed Young, Jr. But Joel Osteen, they say, has the largest church in America. Seems to be a nice fellow, but he is a sinner too. And he would admit that. So therefore, we all must be saved. Why? Because we're sinners. Why? Because we're criminals to heaven. We've done evil in God's sight. How many of you want to see that man, that FedEx driver getting executed for killing that beautiful little girl. Oh, you know you do. You want him to die. You want him to suffer for choking that little girl's life out of her. Doesn't bother me. Well, why do we want that? Because we want justice. Well, God is the God of justice and judgment and he's also the God of love. Jesus Christ paid your sin debt on the cross. He suffered, he bled and he died on the cross for your sins, an ugly death, a painful death. No man ever suffered like Jesus Christ. He was buried because he truly died and he rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. He is the Son of God, 100% man, 100% God, 100% God, 100% man. He walked on the water because he made the water. He created the water. Caught in a storm, he told the wind to be quiet and the sea to sit down. He said, peace be still. And the wind obeyed him and the waves obeyed him. He broke up funerals because he raised the people from the dead. When he died, people came out of the graves. He went to the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. He was already dead several days, wrapped in mummy-type clothing, cloths. And he came forth. I guess Mary and Martha helped get them cleaned up and everything, and he sat down and ate dinner with Jesus. And they sent a message to Jesus and come Lazarus, who you love, has died. He said, "I'll be there in a few days." God does not have to be in a hurry. God can raise the dead from a mummy state. Uh, The body is already decaying because the Bible says his, his body was already stinking. God does not have to be in a hurry. The Son of God does not have to be in a hurry. Lazarus, come forth. And if he can raise the physical dead, he can raise the spiritual dead. He can raise you from the dead. Because you're dead in your trespasses. You remember that word trespasses and transgression. We learned that when we were children. Well, God is very serious about that, okay? I want you to understand that. God is very serious about that. Trespasses and sins. Transgressions. You need to remember those words because you're going to hear them again. God is very serious about your transgressions and your sins and your crossing the line. Trespassing. Not doing what he commanded you to do, since he made you, by the way. Let me just clear up something. You did not come from a monkey that came from a tadpole that came from an amoeba. Because the question comes, where did all of those things come from? God made everything. We're all sinners, the Bible says. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not only that, the Bible says uh, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. That means that we're going to die. And that is a fact that you know from your experience in life. You read about people who were living and then they died. The beautiful woman who used to be on Cheers, the effervescent uh, woman who later on had a weight problem in uh, Curtsy Alley. I didn't even know she was 70 something. Let me tell you something when the folks from Cheers start dying, we're all in trouble. Okay? Uh, Nobody thought she would be dying soon. The always upbeat Curtsy Alley, the happy Curtsy Alley, the transparent Curtsy Alley. She's dead tonight. And you're going to die. Tina Turner's son, 62 years old, they found him in the yard, dead, yesterday or this morning. One day they're gonna find you dead. One day they're gonna find me dead. And the only question that matters is did you know Jesus? That's it. Dr. Sammy Madison always said that. Now he's a true believer in Christ. Dr. Sammy Madison always somebody died, he would always say. Preacher Brother Dan, all that matters is whether or not they knew Jesus Christ as their Savior. Now, he always said that. And he, he was right. That's all that matters. What did you do with Christ? In the words of Billy Graham, what was your decision regarding Christ? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm Well, you have an opportunity tonight to make the right decision To get your free insurance eternal life insurance policy Signed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ Because you need to understand that if God will allow you to die for your sins my friend from this beautiful place, this lighted place called earth, then He will allow you to go to hell if you do not believe in His Son, His beloved Son, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. was buried and rose on the third day. That is the gospel. That is the good news. We deserve to die and go to hell. We cannot save ourselves. Church membership can't save you. Giving money to the church can't save you. Getting baptized cannot save you. Speaking in an unknown tongue cannot save you. And is not the evidence of your salvation. Working in the church can't save you. None of these things can save your soul. The only thing that can save your soul is belief and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. was buried and rose on the third day. By the power of Almighty God. And so believe in Him. Even tonight, follow me in what is called the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father, God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I admit that I am a wicked sinner and that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have done evil in your sight. I have committed trespasses and transgressions. I understand that I deserve to go to hell according to your word. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my wicked sins and deeds. As I now believe in my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to repent of my sins, help me to change my ways, help me to turn from my evil lifestyle, and help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior tonight, and you call on his name in prayer, for the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then according to the word of God, according to the Lord Jesus Christ and his word, You are now saved. You are now born again. And uh, to help you grow in the faith, to help you become strong in the faith, I want to give you a free book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And you just entered in that door by believing in him and praying to him. And I want you to go to GospelLightSociety.com and tap on a book titled What to Do After You Have Entered Through the Door. It is a free download. It's a full book. A free download to you. And you can start reading within three to four minutes. And I would encourage you to do so immediately. For you will know your next steps as a newborn again Christian. Also, down below, at the bottom of the site, there are podcasts populating that I would encourage you to listen to. It will lead you to thousands of podcasts dealing with nearly 50 different subjects, theological subjects, Bible subjects, that will help you to grow in the faith, that will help you tremendously. If you listen to every podcast, you'll have a THM degree. That's a Master's in Theology degree. Uh, that, in, that includes the bachelor's, two bachelor's, and three master's degrees, an MDiv, ThM, and so forth, and even some doctoral work. How can I say that? I mean, you won't get a degree from me. You got to go. You got to. You got to go to uh, an accredited university or seminary to do that. I'm not going to give you a degree, but you will have the equivalent of a degree if you listen to each podcast and pay attention. Why can I say that? Because I taught the classes better and more thoroughly than my professors did. And not because they're not good professors, but the way the college system is set up, they pretty much rush you through. And only the geniuses can really grasp everything and read the entire textbook and so forth. And I believe reading the textbooks are very important. And and that's where I come from in teaching you the Word of God. Okay, so get a hold of those. Also, feel free to email us at any time with any questions. And if you have a prayer request, uh, send it in to us. And we will pray for you. Everybody who's ever sent a prayer request to us. All people know and have witnessed on podcasts, and live, and on video, that if you send the prayer request in, we're going to call your name out and we're going to pray for you. That's a fact. We we count that as a vital part of our ministry. Most preachers and churches don't, but we do. We and we don't do the thing of stacking up a whole bunch of cards and then laying our hands on the cards. And we pray for each person. And oftentimes we pray for each person who sends in the prayer request two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten th- different times. Okay? And so uh, I'm going to continue uh, preaching uh, from Second Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3. Since I did not get far. A description. Of the human condition. In the last days. Is found in this passage. For men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. The prosperity gospel arrogant, proud boasters. A wicked man the other day committed adultery with a a wicked woman. He had, just a year ago, I think, two years ago, whatever, introduced this couple as one of his favorite couples and great people on a television show. The husband and the wife Looking back now, it was nothing but a psychological game because dogs and bo-peeps, they know more psychology than psych, uh, psychology graduates. They know how to get two women. And uh, anyway, he committed adultery, got caught doing it. Strangely to me, try, act like acted like he tried to get caught. She did too. They got busted, big time, and then went back to the show the next Monday and just laughed it off, and 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 acting stupid. See, uh, you say, "Pretty, why are you coming down so hard on these?" Uh, people who committed adultery. I, I'm not coming down hard on you about the adultery. I'm coming down hard on you for acting stupid. And arrogant. You up been talking about, I would love for this week to go on and on. Negro, stop lying. At least the woman has some sense and show some kind of regret and wanted the week not to go on. why because people are boasters boasters proud arrogant boasters and let me tell you something about pride pride will destroy your life in this life it's, it's 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 already written all from the old testament to the new testament pride will keep you back from asking for things you need and you end up drowning Worse than that, I believe with all of my heart, with all of my heart, I believe most people in hell today, they are primarily there today because of the chief sin pride. My wife who is with me tonight, we're celebrating 35 years this month. 35 years. I love her. And I thank God that she's here with me. And she's been with me through thick and thin for 35 years. But however, I do not believe that she's saved. Because she has a bad case of pride coming from two different directions. The demonic Pharaoh-style pride and the demonic Jamaican-style pride. This is well known in Jamaican circles, so don't worry about me offending them. I love all, uh, listen, I, I, was, I was looking for a Jamaican wife because she had, uh, Jamaican women have some other qualities that I wanted. Okay? I had, I had four or five Jamaican women, along with a few other women that I was dating at the same time, trying to make my decision who I was going to marry. Okay? So I'm not mad at Jamaican people. And Jamaican women got some qualities that uh, other women don't have. And God led me to do that. But they are notorious, especially women, the Jamaican women are notorious for pride and stubbornness. Everybody knows this. Most Jamaican husbands would rather have another kind of wife. I mean, a wife from another nation because of that reason. Okay? But see, I knew how to deal with her, and she has not bothered me because uh, I, I was not going to tolerate any foolishness like that. And uh, she knew it, and so uh, uh, I believe that right now, as I speak, she's on her way to a devil's hell because of pride. Oh, all of my sweet evangelicals. friends! I can't believe that he would say something like that. That's the truth. You can't believe the truth. You don't want to hear the truth because you've been lied to and you've been lying, deceiving and being deceived all of these years, you sweet evangelicals. Not telling people the truth. Not telling people the truth is not love. My wife is so proud that she'll go years without asking for stuff she likes. That she loves has said she loves it, but we're, that that that. And I told her today, I said, now if you're that proud, you are in danger of going to hell for real. If you won't even ask for something you like that only costs a little bit of money, you just don't want to submit to your husband. You don't. You just don't want to ask him. You don't want to submit. You don't. Want, all that is rooted in pride. Ain't nobody mad at nobody. That's just the truth. And see, the reason why I don't get mad is because I tell her the truth. I don't let stuff build up. We gonna deal with whatever it is right now, which my dad did not do. And my dad made the mistake of always trying to appease my mother, and 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 uh, and all the good he tried to do. He tried to do like the white folks and take us out for a ride on Sunday, you know, you ride out in the country and all that. And and she would cop an attitude or try to tell him where to turn and why did you do this and all of that. And, and, and he would get angry and frustrated because she was not happy. I've never been like uh, I, I've never been like that with any woman. I am happy because of Jesus Christ living inside of me. Okay? I, 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 brought, I brought happiness and joy and peace to the table. And, and that's what I believe every wife ought to bring to the table and every husband ought to bring to the table. You can't be bringing uh, uh, nothing to the table yeah, you can't. You know, and you don't. You don't. You can't bring sadness and madness and anger to the table. Thinking that she's going to or he's going to change you, if Jesus has not changed you, and nobody's going to change you, and uh, uh, I, that, that has never mattered to me. Preacher you never been concerned about her being sad Depressed, defeated, disgusted Never happy about anything even though everybody else in the family We, we all enjoyed the pizza and, and She's mad as the devil And, and, and said she could have had some too I said well no you didn't cook the food right So uh, you didn't cook the food uh, For these children I went and got some pizza And that's what we're going to enjoy and we're going to be happy uh, You said Preacher that didn't bother you? No it did not No it did not At all it would bother my dad. I learned from him negatively. I've enjoyed all of my men, whether she enjoyed it or not. I've enjoyed the shows. I've enjoyed going to the park, whether she was happy about it or not. My life is not dependent upon her. My life is dependent upon Christ. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit half the day trying to appease her and to please her and trying to get her pumped up and happy. And that's what you men, some of you men have been taught to do. You sit around half the day, a whole day, trying to get her to a certain point, And you can't be happy until she's happy. Let me tell you another revelation. This has nothing to do with the message, really. I shared this with my wife. Uh, what happens, see, when people don't understand what the scripture says about you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. See, watch this. This will help some of you people. How is it? that you loved that woman so much, and she loved you so much. You all had a wedding. You got married. You rode in the limousine. You did the twist-up thing of putting cake in each other's mouth and jamming up each other's nose and all of that. You danced the night away. You had champagne. You had both families there, the Hatfields and McCoys there, at the wedding. And everything was so wonderful and so beautiful. Well, why is it that two years later you hate each other? This is a revelation to some of you people because you've never seen it before. You think that that's just the way it is. That's just normal. And, uh, that's, that, and, and that's why you're getting a divorce because you, you hate the ground they walk on. Now, two years later, some one year in, some three years, and you, you start hating them almost immediately. Why? You don't know why, do you? Here's the reason why. You are a sinner and she is a sinner. They hid all of their sinfulness and their sinful nature and their nastiness and their filthiness and their wickedness while you were dating. They hooked you in and now the monsters are coming out. Where where do the monsters come from? Your wicked sinful nature. You have a wicked sinful nature. You can't contain all of that all the time. And if you're not saved, you have a problem on your hands. If you have a person, uh, a party, that's not saved and you're saved, you still have a problem, but you can keep the marriage together. Jesus can keep the marriage together through you by remembering you don't wrestle with flesh and blood. This is The devil will use that person to try to break up the marriage and destroy the marriage. But because you have Christ living on the inside of you, uh, he stops it. Because he reminds you, you don't rest against flesh and blood. Plus, you have your you have God's agape uh, God love in you. And forgiveness that goes hand in hand together. See, people don't understand that if you have God's agape uh, God love in you, unconditional love from God in heaven, the forgiveness is automatic. Nobody can offend you that much That you can't forgive them If you're saved Pardon me People who say that they uh, Can't forgive somebody They're lost They're lost I can i can never forgive him I can never forgive her uh, You're just lost You're on your way to hell You don't know Jesus Because he forgave you Of all your millions of sins So, so I don't know what you're talking about Okay, that—that's why you hate each other. Two years out, three years out, a year and a half out, you can't stand the ground they walk on. What? Have sex with him? What? Who? Have sex with her? My wife and I've been married for thirty-five years. I look like an old man, but I feel like a young man. If you must know, we had sex today, day before yesterday, and the day before that. Okay, not taking any pills, or anything, and we still have that physical drive and attraction. We don't, we don't plan it. It just, you just get the urge. Okay, uh, somebody's got to have that agape love. Where well, you can forgive and overlook some things. And you can lead the other person and help keep the marriage together without hatred in your heart. Now, the other party may have hatred in their heart. If they're lost, that's what they're going to have in their hearts. Hatred. This is a revelation that I'm sharing with you. You must be born again if you want to make that marriage work. Somebody's got to be saved. And if you have two people who are not saved, it's not going to work because you don't even understand what I'm telling you. That you don't wrestle with flesh and blood. You don't wrestle with the human being. You're wrestling with the devil behind the human being, man. Set yourself free. I must go. Blasphemers. People who blaspheme God. Some of you wives out there. The Bible says you blaspheme God by your behavior. Pastors and pastors' wives blaspheme God by their betrayal of Him. Lying on Him. You better make sure that when you tell people God told me to tell you something, that God told you to tell them something. Stop lying on God. Disobedient. To parents, we have a whole lot of people like that today. Disobedient to parents, your parents told you something a long time ago, uh, and you ran into it when you got older. And God reminded you that your father told you that, and you won't write back or call back and say thank you, uh, Papa. Uh, You told me that this was going to happen and I almost fell for it, but I remember what you said. People are unthankful today. People are unholy today. Unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, incontinent, brutal, despisers of good people. Traitors, the Judases in the church and in the family and and in the world. Headstrong. That means you're hard-headed. That's what they used to call us back in the day. He's so hard-headed. God would call the people stiff-necked. It's the same thing. Haughty. Arrogant. Proud. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And let me just stop right there. We're going to do all of this in detail. You can love God... And love pleasure and have pleasure if you put God first and you do the pleasure right. Watch this. For those of you who want to commit fornication, you like committing fornication and adultery and all of that. Everything you're trying to do out there, you can do at home with your spouse that God gave you and and have guilt-free pleasure. The best pleasure in the world is married pleasure. Because you don't feel guilty. You don't want to find some place to confess your sins and repent. Because of the adultery and fornication that you're doing or whatever else you're doing wrong. Don't bow your head yet it's not time to pray. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. And what God wants us to do from such, turn away, and tomorrow night, if the Lord should tarry his coming, well, maybe not tomorrow night, but uh, the next time I preach on this, which will probably be on Sunday, we will deal with that passage um, in detail. Men being lovers, women being lovers of themselves. First thing I'm going to say, I can tell you this right now. All of this talk we hear about you deserve it. We don't deserve anything but hell. I feel like going off on that right now, but I'm not. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I Praise you and Lord. I thank you For your grace your mercy and your love I Praise you and I thank you for your holy word Your holy spirit and your holy son the Lord Jesus Christ That you gave me the privilege to preach about tonight in sharing the gospel and also Lord, you gave me the power of your Holy Spirit uh, and the power of your Holy Word to preach uh, to the people saved and lost. And I pray that your people would take heed to your Holy Word and that people who are not saved would take heed to the gospel live and on demand on whatever platform they may be on. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake Amen.